police in the morning. A shocking experience. When the death penalty is abolished, a penitentiary executioner turns freelance electrocutioner. But fate may pull the switch on this man who loves to throw the switch. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here are B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, we're taking a look this month, as it is, you know, kind of the start of a new month for us after everything that's happened, at anthologies. And what better way to look at anthologies than the premiere of anthology TV shows? So, if you didn't guess it by my terrible intimidate in, 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 in uh... Fuck, what's that word? Impersonation <laughs> of the Crypt Keeper. We're taking a look at the first episode of Tales from the Crypt, entitled The Man Who Was Death, from 1989. What a good way to start things off. You heard the description from inside the DVD case. Let's take a look at our top and bottom three technical difficulties. Paul, what do you think? I say we start with the top first. All right. So for me, of course always has to be in the top of anything I talk about with Tales from the Crypt. Number three, the Crypt Keeper's intro and outro. Sometimes it's the best part of the episode. This one wasn't as punny as some of the others, but still fantastic, fun, and John Kassir is the only one to nail that voice. Number two, the ways that Niles executes people. You know, although not too many executions outside of the job, you know, they're fun, they're varied. He gets a little bit of creativity going, and I like it. And number one, of course, is William Sadler, who plays Niles in this episode. He just His performance is what carries the entire episode. Most other actors or actresses, if they were playing the main character, I don't think would have pulled off like the, the narrating into the camera and this kind of expose done in a dark way and not as a strictly comedy. Um, he, he just steals it. Like, I, I love every second of him talking into the camera and everything that he does in this episode. Alright, so number three, I really like the plot of this particular episode. I thought it was really creative. Um, I thought it was well executed. Yes, pun intended. <laughs> Number two, I really enjoyed the kind of, like, dark, almost noir atmosphere of the episode, um, along with Niles's um, just amazing narration. This episode, like, just had a really cool feel to it that I felt it just nailed completely. And number one, like you said, Niles Talbot is the narrator. He's just, he's got great one-liners, everything comes off as so natural, matter-of-fact, but, like, he just nails it so well, and I... I don't think that anyone else could have pulled it off. It's like a funny yet like morbid kind of like almost detective kind of like I mentioned noir kind of feeling to it, and it just works so well. And there are times where he's talking, and you actually see other people around him look at him, so you're constantly wondering, is he just like talking to no one and everybody can hear him, or is he like actually breaking the fourth wall? It's like you're never really sure, and that just makes it even better. And, and again, William Sadler, he's one of those actors, like, you see him in a ton of stuff, and you're like, I know that guy, but you never know his name most of the time. And uh, he is, he's, he's great, and this is just one of those things that showcases his ability so well. Um, for the bottom, number three for me, 
Not enough puns from the Crypt Keeper. I mean, he gets like one pun at the beginning in the intro and one in the outro. And I know some of the episodes, it's just laden pun after pun after pun. Um, I know kind of nitpicky, especially for the first episode. He wasn't in his rhythm yet, but uh, yeah, Crypt Keeper needs more puns. Number two. Poor Niles, after 14 years of hard work and labor in the generator room and then executing people, he gets fired from his job at the penitentiary. They don't even give him a chance to, like, do a different job at the penitentiary. Just, eh, no, executions are illegal now, so, uh, bye, done, see you later, man. And I just, you, just, you feel bad for him. He really enjoyed his job. I mean, he executed with a smile. He, like, he he, he didn't mess around, you know. <laughs> Sorry, he looked with the a person smile. in the eye. And he, he, was, he was, like, born to be an executioner, and I respect that. And then, number one, I feel like they're trying to portray Niles as, like, an unlikable car- person. Like, he really doesn't think much of people's lives. He only really cares about killing you know, towards the end, they show him as this, like, womanizer. But really, it just, it doesn't work. Like, after all the build-up and him talking about stuff at the beginning of the episode, there's, and him being downtrodden and fired and just trying to find his way in life after, like, his purpose being taken away from him. I just, I can't not like and root for him throughout the show. Yeah, it was like Batman, if Batman were a former executioner and, you know, didn't have tons of money. But, like, other than that, exactly like Batman. It's number three. Throughout the duration of the episode, Niles only successfully kills, like, two people with, after, you know, becoming a hero of justice, righting the wrongs of the criminal justice system. I would have preferred to see him execute more people in new and creative ways. He was definitely... He definitely had a, had a gift for it. He, he was a man who really knew how to, like, become creative with his kills. He, um, there was an art to his, his manner, and I think if, if the film had kept going, or the episode had kept going, we'd have seen a lot more creative, um, creative, creative juices of, flowing. <laughs> better executed, um, art. So number two, I know it's an episode of, um, Tales of the Crypt, but I just felt like the whole thing was just too short, like, it was great, like, I'm glad it didn't overstay its welcome, but this is one of those, um, those stories I felt it could have gone on for a little bit longer. In the end, it just kind of felt like it was rushed toward the end, and I just felt like there was more to Niles' story that could have been told. And number one. So, I, spoilers for this one. I didn't really like how the episode ended, like, so Talbot, after you know, going on his justice crusade to execute those who weren't executed by the state, he gets, you know, executed himself, which is, it's appropriate, you know, it's almost poetic in how, like, everything kind of goes full circle, he ends up in the position that he put so many people in, but throughout it, he's, throughout his execution, like, leading up to it, he's, he's, like, whining about, like, oh, the governor's gonna exonerate me, which is exactly what he said, like, the other people did, He's, um, he's yelling, he's all, like, making a big scene. I feel like a guy like Talbot would have handled it, handled it, like, um, he would have handled it more professionally. He would have, like, been like, yep, this is how it goes, you know? I feel like he would have accepted it more as, like, part of his fate, like, knowing that that was always a possibility, and feeling that in some ways, like, he would have taken solace in that 
some form of justice had been had been um served and I, I think I kind of get what they were trying to do. Like, he, he ended up handling it at least like everybody else. He was no different from the people he executed. But, I don't know, it just seemed so out of character for him. I think he would have, in some strange way, been almost satisfied to go out that way. But in typical Tales from the Crypt formula, being based on the comics, that's what a lot of the comic stories ended up being, was either coming full circle or having the most ironic ending that one could possibly think of. It's kind of like the trope of the series and the comics. I felt like it w- it should have been more like at the end of uh, Clockwork Orange where Alex, um, he's just in his own world, like, fantasizing about stuff because he's, like, so screwed up now after Ultra the movies violence. and everything. <laughs> yeah, like, I felt like he would have been like, ah, yes, all is right with it. He would have been like Thanos in the fucking Marvel movies where it's like, all is right with the world, or the universe, and everything, you know, I executed, I went beyond execution, did what I thought was right, and now I'm here, like, I felt like there could have been a more zen way of going into it, and I kind of feel like it almost betrayed Niles' character, of this just awesome, like, you know, narrating, like, guy who's, like, you know, the Batman of executioners. Although I did, I did love towards the end when he got arrested, and Paul goes, turns to me, and he goes... So is he going to have to execute himself now? <laughs> that would have been great. It's like, all right, well, no one else wants to do this. That uh, would have been a fitting end if he just uh, he pulled the switch on himself. Like, they're about to execute him. It's like, nah, amateur. It's my, it's my job. Like, he even says at the end, like, it was my job. I'm like, all right, well, then you should pull the switch, dude. Like, that would have been a great ending. He'll be looking in a mirror the whole time, looking at himself in the eyes while he's, like, frying. Well, one of the things we did talk about a little bit was the dialogue, so let's give this a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this episode back and forth, and you tell us who had better better quotes. I'll start us off with, this one's a real shocker. Had a half pint of vodka for lunch. They're on their back faster than you can say son of Sam. Treat whores like queens and queens like whores. They're all pretty dark when I get done with them. I wonder how you're going to dance when I put 10,000 volts through your, through your ass. People say the damnedest things about electrocutions. All I did was something you were too chicken shit to do. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this episode or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this? I gave it a 1 out of 10. I also gave it a 1 out of 10. Quite possibly the best episode of season one of Tales from the Crypt, The Man Who Was Death sets up the series for great success. I mean, it's a fantastic story of how a person can become their job, you know, executed perfectly by William Sadler. A few creative deaths, and of course the Crypt Keeper, help to make this a reason to come back for more Tales from the Crypt, time and time again. The Man Who Was Death is an entertaining and creative story that was perfect for kicking off the Tales of the Crypt series. Niles Talbot, a former executioner, is let go after the state outlaws the death penalty, so he decides to take his work to the, to the streets and execute people who the justice system had failed to properly deal with. What makes the episode so great is Niles himself. He's constantly narrating what's going on in a way that's both entertaining and comes off as completely natural somehow. He manages to give the Crypt Keeper a run for his money, my only real complaint is that it was too short, and 
you know, I thought the ending could have been handled a little bit different, but that was his personal preference. Overall, The Man Who Is Death is definitely a great way to spend 26 minutes. So whether you loved it, hated it, want to forget about her, just have a good time, we always have some ways to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. So come on and grab your drinks. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. we got some drinking games for this episode. Um, number one. Oh, yeah. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one. Every time Niles uses the word chicken shit, take a drink. Number two. Every time someone gets electrocuted, take a drink. Number three. Whenever someone has a drink, take a drink. Number four. Anytime Niles is talking to another person, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Anthology Month. Every time a story ends, take a drink. Every time someone is being moved to the execution um, area by guards, take a drink. Every time someone says the governor is going to call, take a drink. And every time Niles is narrating, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment at either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, just bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are added below. Well, we've come to the end of week one of Anthology Month. Of course, that means The Man Who Was Death is the number one episode. It's going to be hard to beat that one. But next week, we're taking a look at another series that premiered in the 80s, Tales from the Dark Side, and their first episode, Trick or Treat. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next